0: Welcome to Two Sober Chicks. This is our speaker series edition. And today from AA Solution Seekers Home Group, we welcome Texas Tea from Berlin and Primetime. Texas? Howdy, everybody. I'm Texas T and I'm an alcoholic. I'm going to go ahead and, and tell you that that there is so much to talk about in, in AA and in the recovery part of the AA. Um, I, and that's why... I always like to say on page 87 at the bottom, it tells me I constantly remind myself I am no longer in charge, running the show. I am no longer in charge. I am no longer running the show. Now, see, I I added something to that. I say I constantly remind myself all through the day, moment to moment. You see, because I'm an alcoholic, I, I have to, uh, you know, my, my ego and my alcoholism, which is centered in my mind, I mean, they think their job is to run the show and to run my life. And um, if you add an I to run, that, that's ruin. And my, <laughs> if I use my alcoholic and egoic thinking, it, it wants to run my life, but it ends up ruining my life. And um so that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Because you know what, I, 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 I as a, you've heard this a million times, I came here for the drinking. I stuck around for the thinking. And, and the and I mean, come on, that blows me away. I, I, by the way, I got sober in Los Angeles, California, December 25th, 1990. And um, yeah, there we go. I and. And uh I I really thought, okay, I'll quit drinking and everything will be great. you know, I, I it'll clear up all my problems. i I didn't really understand what alcoholism is, and that I had to treat it every day and it, and it wasn't the alcohol. The alcohol was the solution that that um why it worked so good for me uh and why the first time I really had a good drunk I I I never wanted to feel I wanted to feel like that the rest of my life and I fell in love with alcohol when I was like a 12 or 13 years old I can't remember but uh I wanted to feel like that the rest of my life and now I had to get sober and uh stop you know totally stop drinking and watch my ego and my thinking come back and and then um, <laughs> and then uh, I noticed that this is how I felt as a kid before I even drank. I felt uncomfortable in my own skin. I was full of fear, scared of everything, but had this attitude: this yeah, I know, you know, I know it all attitude to to keep people away from me. But I was irritable, restless, discontented. And I didn't, you know, and then when I drank alcohol, it's just like, poof. My life is amazing. I'm amazing. In fact, you're amazing. Everything's amazing. So it was the solution for my discomfort and my dis-ease. And uh, I didn't even know it at that time. So, um... But boy, I tell you what, all I had to do is I, I truly believe that my um that my dis- ease, my alcoholism outgrew my um the power of alcohol. Alcohol could no longer treat my dis ease because it just got out of control. So it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't work for you anymore, but it's, it's just, you know, it kicked my butt. Your, your mind power disease kicked my butt. I can't, I can't. Yeah. I'm not strong enough. So I hit bottom, (laughs) nothing worked anymore. All that outside stuff. There was a hole in my soul. Every morning I woke up and it was a hole in my soul and I still didn't I still did not realize that that was a god-sized hole, god-shaped hole and that that I was going to, you know, because my ego and my alcoholism they were the power for my life so they wanted to run the show. And uh so they were not my mind was not going to let me, it didn't want to give up the throne. Let's say let's say that that my alcoholism and my ego did not want to give up the throne. So it, it did not, it wasn't concerned with the power greater than it at all. And it tried to keep me away from engaging in that. But uh, when I had 10 years sober, I, I, I started going to uh, prime time in Los Angeles because um, in that 10 years, you know i I tried to do the easier, softer way. i I was still a, uh, I was a sober, a clever, sober alcoholic. I so I thought. I always picked sponsors, I mean, sponsors that let me get away with things. you know, I, I I just got away. and I thought I was so clever. I really wasn't getting away with anything. I just was I was just doing. As, as our friend Murph in, in prime time says, he, he until he did Alcoholics Anonymous, he was doing Murph Anonymous. He was doing it his way, and that's exactly what I was doing. I was doing Texas Tea Anonymous. I wasn't. I wasn't uh, actually following the sil- simple directions in the in the Big Book and 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 the uh, twelve and twelve. I'd rather go out and play with all my my new sober friends, you know. So. I was a very bad student of Alcoholics Anonymous. Sure, I I did I did AA light. I went through the steps. I did the steps, you know, but but in the in in a very not not very deep of way. I mean it was just AA light. Let me just tick the boxes, okay? Because that's what I'm supposed to do here. And uh as it says, half measures will value, nothing exactly. It was, by, by, by the time I had 10 years, I was still asking myself, what's wrong with me? And you know, people are like, oh, just turn it over, well, how? I didn't know how, I wasn't, I, nobody would, could tell me how to let go, let God. And they said, just smash your ego. And I'm like, I don't have an ego. I don't even know what, and I, and I realized I don't even know what that means, but I didn't think I had one. So, so by the time I get to uh, prime time, I, I'm, I'm ready to, it's just like, I don't want to live my life anymore because it, it's a miserable life. I didn't know that my self-talk was my alcoholism. I didn't know all those negatives. I just thought I was crazy or as I call it, cray-cray. And then I was going to, I needed to go to a, a mental hospital. Uh, I mean, and, and then I get to prime time and they tell me what alcoholism is. that I have a fault finding mind. I'm irritable, restless, discontented. Um, I want to run the show. I want to be the boss. I think I'm better than you, but then again, I think I'm less than you. Uh, you know, I'm all over the place. I've got this ego. And in primetime, we find out about this ego, which is, uh, um, I, I don't know if you guys know who Dr. Harry Tebow is, but he's written about in the big book in the back under the, the medical stuff and, and also uh, uh, written about a lot because he was at the uh, the convention of, you know, of the uh, what's it called? AA comes of age. Book, you can read all about Dr. Harry Tebow. He was a psychiatrist back in in, in the day. And, and uh he was just he was just blown away how, a, how AA worked and how that big book worked. And he really made friends with Bob, uh, Bill. Bill became one of his uh, uh uh patients and Marty Mann was one of his patients and Marty Mann is actually the one that came up with the term surrender. There was no term surrender in the Big Book or the Twelve and Twelve. Uh, Marty Mann was was under the care of Dr. Harry Tebow, and and she read that that, that you know when when they were they were when Bill was sending out the um, protege copies of of the Big Book to people. Uh, uh, Dr. Tebow got one. He gave it to Marty Mann to read, And And I heard that, she, that when she got to that G word, she threw it out the window. But then uh, she was so desperate that, you know, she, when Tebow said, just read it again, that she made it through that. And she actually said, you know, I'm going to go to church. And she came back all excited and, and told Tebow something weird happened to me. And, and he's like, okay, let's talk about it. And she said, I had a surrender. And that's when that word started coming in. You know, Thanks to Marty Mann and, and, and Tebow continuing with that one about surrendering, about surrendering all of me to a power greater than myself and stop running the show. Surrender my alcoholism and my ego. You know, surrender my right to the throne. And, and give it up to a power greater than me. So in, in prime time, I you know that that well I've done I've done I've done workshops on the on the Dr. Thibault ego factors and I'm just gonna I'm not I'm not trying to uh advertise me in my talks I'm just giving you information if you choose to use it or not that that's up to you I'm just offering the information because you know what I don't know everything I only know what what I have experienced but I do have I do have recordings of 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 a workshop I did uh on the ego factors and, and you could you, you know all you have to do is, is go to primetimesnow.com, print out that section of the ego factors and you can read along with me and I talk about what the ego is, according to what I've learned from from Tebow and my primetime sponsor way back, way back then. And it saved my life because I finally had a good a good description of, uh, of Tebow. I'll just go ahead and tell you where you can find that. If you go to primetimeisnow.com and you go into the library and you scroll down to the Texas T folder and open that, you'll see the Tebow factor, uh, the ego factor, um, uh, uh, what's it called, file. And then and then I also did a, a, a workshop going through all 12 steps and that's in the keeping it simple uh, folder. So anyway that's enough of that uh, and and as i say you you can have all of my information if you have any questions. So anyway <clears throat> what i learned about my ego just blew me away. I'll just go through it really quickly. It's just, it 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 listed a bunch of uh uh characteristics which are all you know character defects and said so that was part of my ego. Now Chuck Chamberlain I'm, I don't know if you've heard of him made that old school a, a dude Chuck C he wrote a book called well he didn't write a book they, they, they used transcripts they used his transcripts and put together a book called the new pair of glasses. And in that in those transcripts he he uh, he explained that that our character defects are the children of the ego. Now, in, in the seventh step, it tells me that fear sets off all my character defects. So so that's in the ego also. So we got the fear setting off these character defects and 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 the ego is behind the controls. It's like the Wizard of Oz uh, running this thing. And, and uh, it's all going on down below the surface. Now, also,, um, Tebow brings brings to my attention that um what happened is I still have the character of of a child. I have an infantile infantile ego. I have the characteristics of a child that I brought into adulthood and that I'm immature and that 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 he studied all these alcoholics and this is the conclusion he came to and then I'm gonna tell it to you and see if you maybe agree, maybe you don't. I don't know. but but Freud, also coined a phrase about this ego uh called her Majesty the baby so his Majesty the baby their Majesty the baby so here we are Freud Freud had it coined but you see Freud didn't want to study the ego too much but but you know then now find out that well of course not Freud was in untreated addiction he was a coke you know head so of course he didn't want to uh his ego didn't want him to see see his ego so he did but he did coin that phrase so he was very familiar with his ego his majesty the baby queen baby king baby anyway um what does that mean well well Tebow goes on to talk about the the characteristics of a child and and the first one which I totally I I relate with them all but this one that the world revolves around me. You see, when I first came in, I couldn't see these things. I thought I was the nicest girl on the planet. Why is everybody so mean to me? You know, but I didn't realize, you know, I was actually a taker, not a giver because what I thought I was giving, I always wanted something out of the deal. I was the nice girl that wanted something in return Either you had to like me or do something for me but you see i was just i got as far as thinking i'm so nice i didn't see the self-seeking you see because all this is hidden hidden from me until i learned about it and then i can expose expose and then i can expose it to myself by watching my thoughts and my actions And I'm like, oh, my God, I can finally see what ego is. So I think I'm the center of the universe. The world revolves around me. And I start saying, oh, that's what they're talking about when they say selfish and self-centered. Okay. And I realize that I'm not really a giver. That that I'm always a taker because I'm a self-seeker. You know, I want what I want. Everybody serve me. Because the queen turns into a baby if I don't get my way. And that's that's the second characteristic. I'm easily frustrated now. Let everybody know. I mean, come on. (laughs) Calling about 100 people. You wouldn't believe what they did to me. You know, come on. Come on. Stop your whining at what they did to you. Well, you know what I've learned in AA? And, and and let me tell you something. I've been doing this for quite some time. Everything in this book, in this big book, and this twelve and twelve is the truth. And you know how I know it's the truth? I've experienced it as the truth. So when it tells me that all of my troubles were of my own making. <laughs> That, that, that I am, it's because of me and my thought process and my selfishness and my self-centered and my self-seeking, all of my selves. There's also that sentence that said that I made a decision based on self that started all the trouble. So it's all about me. I, so I have to go, oh my God, because that's another part of my alcoholism. I blame others. It's their fault. Not not Her Majesty's fault. Yeah, because the world revolves around me. I have I'm perfect. That's another thing I found out in AA. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And it's okay. That's the way it is. And it's okay. I can love you anyway. I can love me anyway. I don't have to be perfect. And I got a higher power, which I'll get to in a minute, that 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 loves me just how I am and guides me to become a better person. You know, by being a great example, my higher power is the best example in the world for me to follow. If I want to mentor, I want to be like my higher power. So I practice with my higher power because I, I spent lots of time with my higher power. So I can get to know that higher power and see how it and, and notice how it treats me. And it's just that's my best friend. And it's just like I talk to it just like I'm talking to you. And just like, you know, I did this. And our, our, one of my favorites is when, when my, when my ego is telling me you're not enough. I know I'm jumping around here, but hopefully the dots will connect by the end. So, so my mind will be, te- my ego will be telling me I'm not enough, I'm not enough. I don't know if your mind ever told you this, you know, that I'm a loser, da, 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 you just give up. Um, and, and and the great thing is I'm so close to my higher power now, all I have to do is, is say, wait a minute, let's ask, let's ask my higher power if I'm enough. And of course, then I, 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 I rearrange my attention to the other power my higher power and say, do you think I'm enough? And I can just, just saying that right then I can feel the love and the warmth of my higher power telling me I am more than enough and and just stay away from that self-talking lying mind because that's my alcoholism, my ego too. So I always go to my higher power. Now Now these days I've done this so long that whenever my whenever my my self-talk sits on the left hand side of me, whenever my self-talk starts talking to me, and I'll hear it and I'll go, why don't we bring God into this? And you're not gonna believe this. Before I even turn my attention to God, my self-talk has got its trap, it's disappeared because it knows. At this point, that it is no, there's no contest, that God is always gonna win if I bring God into the situation. So, anyway, let's 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 go back. Uh let's rewind to to that second thing. I, I'm easily frustrated. I let everybody know. Well, let's just say <clears throat> that my fourth step really exposes my ego. Because when I reviewed after doing all this Tebow work and learning what my ego is, and I reviewed my fourth step and I went back to what they did to me. (laughs) It makes me laugh now, but boy, it was painful what they did to me. Well, Well, the thing is, that's my ego. That's queen baby wanting you to act the way the queen wants you to act, want you to give the queen what she wants. I don't care what you, about you, but you better care about me. You didn't do what I wanted you to do. I don't know. Go back and look at your at your what they did to me list and say, wow, was that me making demands on people? Maybe silent ones, because, you know, they they should intuitively know that I'm the queen and they should serve me. Right. I shouldn't have to tell them. That they're supp- that their that their place on the planet is to serve me. So they're going to make my resentment list because they did not, they disappointed the queen. And, 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 you know, that's, that's one thing It's just like, I have to, I, I, I still have to this day, watch my mind and see if I'm trying to play God. That's why I constantly remind myself all through the day that I'm no longer running the show bottom of 87 in the big book. Now, the third ten characteristic of a of of, uh, of, of characteristic of the infantile ego of a child is uh, I'm always in a hurry. And do not stop me, and do not say no. Hate the word no. I am defiant. I'm grandiose. I'm not going to do what you tell me to do because the world revolves around me, and I'm superior. Are you defiant, Mike? Were you pointing at your head because you're defiant? Uh-oh, we got a lot of them. We got the Leah. We got we got lots lots of defiant. Yay! True alcoholics. I love it. You know, it's so much fun for me anyway to find out what my alcoholism and ego is, so I can put um, I can point at myself because it's just like. Uh, you know, I'm grandiose. Serve me. I'm defiant. You you can't tell me what to do. I'm always in a hurry. Do not stop me. I jump to conclusions. I'm in such a hurry. I jump to conclusions. Okay, I'm in a hurry. I'm in the, I'm in the grocery store line, and uh, <clears throat> I have three items. I'm in the 12-item line. The lady in front of me has 13 items items in her cart (laughs) yeah look at that Leah's laughing she's been there she's done that and and I only have three items and I'm like "Mm, why isn't everybody noticing me and that I only have three items and saying oh you can go in front of me why aren't they serving me So I'm sitting there building this resentment against all of the people in front of me because they didn't notice I only had three items and they didn't say, oh, go ahead, your highness. And so I'm standing there and and I'm just burning up. Well, because of this program and I've learned the application of the principles and these steps and I've learned to watch my mind, my thoughts. I noticed this and and to feel when I'm in dis-ease and and to see when I'm in a character defect because I know what they are now. They've been, you know, I've been exposed to it by doing my fourth step and reading the Tebow ego factors and and learning about alcoholism and seeing that, that I think I'm the center of the universe. And so I'm watching myself, my mind, and feeling this dis-ease and listening to, to everybody should bow down and let me go because I'm in a hurry. So I notice all the self-talk and I'm like, God, because I, because I learned I, I can turn to a power greater than me to help me out of any situation. And, and I go, God, listen to what I'm doing here. I can't I can't believe I, i'm 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 thinking that everybody should move out of my way. I, thank you for showing me me. And also, God, I want to talk to you about this. My mind keeps telling me I'm in a hurry. But I know but if I look at the facts, I'm not in a hurry. I have no place to be, no I've got all the time in the world. But this is how my mind functions. Thank you, God, for showing me this. Now, can you help me just stand here and be patient and look around? And suddenly I'm feeling loving and kind. And it doesn't matter if the, if the lady in front of me has 50 items. Because it's like, whatever. It just is what it is in this moment. I'm not in a hurry. And it doesn't really matter. And then I catch myself laughing at myself and smiling. And then I notice like two, two people behind me. There's a guy stomping around and and, and being irritable, restless. And I go, ah, "There I am, God. I hope that guy. I hope that guy feels better, because because you know what? I have you to help me uh, stay get back in the moment. And, and and five minutes ago, I was that guy. Oh my goodness! Thank you for thank you for showing me. So so. So this is what happens in treated alcoholism. So I can either stand in the line and be like the guy behind me going, you know, and, and then be mean to the checkout lady and have to come back later and make amends. That's an untreated alcoholism. That's the way my character behaves in the day I'm in. That's why I need to build a new character with a power greater than myself so that I don't live in my character defects anymore. I don't live in my fears anymore because now I can see them and and I can do the 10th step on them and I can ask God to remove them in the moment I'm in. Oh my goodness, there it is again, impatience. God, can you please help me slow down? And then I remember Oh, yeah, that's what it says my ego does in the, in the T-boat, and the ego factors. I'm always in a hurry. Wow. So if I'm at the power of me, I'm always in a hurry. If I, if I, and I need, and believe me, me slowing down was one of the hardest things I ever did. And I, I needed a power greater than myself to, to help me slow down. Because if I'm with that power greater than myself, I can slow down. You know, it's really weird because uh, having a power greater than myself, I never feel alone now. And I always feel like I have help. I feel like I have the buddy system because all I have to do is turn my attention away from my arch enemy, my alcoholic and my egoic thinking and just pay attention to see if it's trying to be the power Because the power of my alcoholic and egoic thinking is very painful. So I, you know, I I become very aware of how painful, like being self-righteous, feeling cocky, is painful. It also says in the book that I used to love the way that felt because the queen loves that. Yeah, but if I don't get my way, I turn into a baby. Don't get my way. <laughs> you know, maybe I don't do it on the outside. I might smell smile in your face, but on the inside, I'm like, <laughs> I hate you. You're gonna be on my on my resentment list. You know, I mean, come on. Immature? Yes. Immature. It used to really, really, really kill me when I would see that word in, 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 you know, because they also say that in here, not just in the ego factors that I'm immature because I have an infantile ego. Uh, they say it in here, I'm in, I'm immature. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? And that means when I don't get my way, I turn into a baby and I think the world revolves around me. I hate the word no, I'm always in a hurry, get out of my way, I jump to conclusions. If I come to a meeting, if I come to a meeting, I I sponsor DJ. Now, if I come to a meeting and like like one of these Hollywood Square meetings and she sees me come on the meeting, but she keeps talking to someone else and she doesn't stop and, and bow down to her sponsor. In untreated alcoholism, I'm talking. I mean, this wouldn't happen today. I, I mean, I wouldn't care because I understand she's talking to somebody else. Because I'm, I can be mature now. You say, but but if I'm in untreated alcoholism, I will jump to a conclusion. She doesn't love me anymore. She does. She thinks she knows, She's a know-it-all now, and she doesn't need me. Well, guess what? Fuck you. Oh, sorry. F you, DJ. I don't need you anymore. So I'm sitting in my box. Turning away from DJ and ignoring her. Because I felt she ignored the queen. Now, that's what's going through my mind. What's really happening is. Number one. It doesn't matter if DJ notices me. I know she loves me anyway. She knows I love her. We don't need to prove it to each other and and, and <clears throat> self-seek. Oh, I need, I need DJ to, be, to bow down to me. I don't. It, it's like, why would I need that? I already know in my heart that she loves me. And if she doesn't love me, she'll probably tell me. And that's fine, too. We can talk about it. Because in, in in God's world, in my God's world, we learn to just talk about things and take a, and look at the facts. I don't need I don't need someone to, you know, I don't need to someone to tell me they love me all, all day. I can feel things now because you know, all of that stuff I'm supposed to do that they tell me to do in these books, Uh, The big book and the twelve and twelve, all the things they tell me to do. Well, I I have learned. Oh, good! I'm I'm running out of time. Six minutes. I uh, not that I'm happy about that, but I just want to pace myself and I'll give you some of my some of my nuggets that really helped me. Is I uh, asking God to help me read, reading in the first person, and and asking God to help me slow down, and I slow down. And I, uh, and I and, and I and I read each sentence, and I think about it. What does that mean to me? What does that mean to me? And I tell you what, following the directions, let's say the tenth step. It's one small paragraph. I'll just go through it really quickly with you, uh, if I can find it, because. Oh, here we go. It's on page 84, uh, down the middle. And, and it tells me that, that 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 when I get to step 10, I continue to take personal inventory. And this is all through the day. I'm watching my mind all through the day. And, and we continue to set a, a right any new mistakes. And... And we, we vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past. So while I'm doing the ninth step, you know, when my sponsor told me that, I was kind of like, oh, man, I don't just get to sit on the ninth step until I get all those amends, made. I have to sh- start keeping a daily inventory. Oh, man, this program. But you know why you do that? It's because you don't want to have to go back and do a fourth step again. So if you keep everything current, and you watch to see if these character defects or fears or what misunderstandings are cropping up, uh, then then I, I, I can just keep on track moment to moment. And the great thing about the 10th step, it's very simple instructions. If you read them slowly, okay, what do I have to do? Okay. And it says that this is going to continue for my lifetime. And so I'm like, okay, I better do the serenity prayer on that, except the things I cannot change. You know, it's just like I, I if I'm going to do AA, let's let's follow the directions because Texas T Anonymous didn't work. So it says that that here's my here's the directions. I continue to watch for selfishness, dishonest, honesty, resentment, and fear. So I this is what I do all day long. I watch my mind. am I in fear? am I am And if I am, I take it to God. That's the next direction direction. We ask God at once, no, we don't wait and, and act out on our, our character defects. We ask God in the moment I realize it's cropped up. And it doesn't say if it crops up. It says when. So I'm never going to be perfect. That's why it tells me this is a lifetime practice. Because I, I'm, I'm going to have to just keep watching. That's what's so great. And, and the great thing is when, when these character. Defects crop up. It gives me an opportunity to go to God in that moment and to, and to see that God can carry me through any thing in my life with grace and dignity. If I go to God, if I go to the power of me, it's going to be a big drama. Look what they did to me and self-pity. Oh my God, I'm the only one this has happened to in the world. You know, I make everything about me and untreated alcoholism. Now, if there's a situation, I take it to God and ask God, God to help me with that. Then um I, I can get I, God will help me stay mature. I ask God, please show me the facts. so I can see what I'm really dealing with, not what my mind is my untreated mind is telling me. And then God helps me carry me through any. And I and I'm and I'm telling you just because I know because I've had the experience of how if I go to my higher power and ask my higher power if I stay calm, go to my higher power, ask my higher power to to show me the facts, ask my higher power. Can you help me communicate with love and kindness and not not be mean and not need my way? Help me have a have a mature conversation with people. God God will do that for you because God does that for me. All I have to do is ask and listen, and then do what God asks me to do because when I don't do what God uh, directs me to do then I have to go back and say okay I didn't know what do what you asked me to do so can you help me out of and, and you know, my higher power is like yeah I know you did it again I know but I'm going to help you out of this you got yourself in trouble again but you know I love you and I'll help you anytime even if you didn't listen to me I don't care it's not, you know, I'm not going to judge you and I'm not going to be mean, uh, yell at you. I love you. I'm, I'm going to help you. And that's why I want to be more like my higher power every day. I ask, please help me, help me treat others the way you treat me. God, help me treat myself the way you, you treat me because, you know, I can't, I can't leave me out and treat me mean and, and, and learn to treat people nice. Why don't I just learn how to, treat everybody and me nice the way my higher power does. Now I've got, I see I've got like two minutes left. So in the last two minutes, I'm going to tell you about the second step and having an open mind. An open mind is, is is a mind that isn't full of me. It's not full of my old ideas. It's not full of my opinions. It's not full of my attitudes. It, there's nothing there. I call the set-aside prayer The second step prayer, because that's how I can open my mind. Dear God, please help me set aside everything I think I know about everything, including me, you, God, others, the program of, of AA, the world and its people, everything, God. Please set aside everything I think I know so that I may have a new experience with an open mind. Show me the truth, God. In other words, I always go, show me the facts because the facts are the truth for me. Thank you very much, God, I, amen. That's that's the set-aside prayer. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but boy, it comes in handy so that I can, uh, as I keep saying, I constantly remind myself all through the day I'm no longer running the show. If I do the aside prayer, I remember I'm not in charge. I'm not in charge. I'm not in charge. You know, God, show me these new things with an open mind. It's so exciting uh, instead of having my old thoughts. Now, now, uh, the, the way I found how to relate to my God and build a, uh, I have forty-seven seconds. The, the way <laughs> the way I, I relate myself to my higher power and started a relationship with this higher power is i think about if i was going to get a manager in my human life i would like to get to know that manager before i hired that manager and i would like to get to know that manager to a point where i could trust no i could trust that manager and that's exactly how i i i'm i made a, a relationship with my higher power i started talking to it like as somebody I had just met, and I want to get to know that power, and I talk to it, and I see how it treats me. I see how I tr- it, I treat it. You know, I I don't blame God for anything. I love God. God carries me through any trouble with grace and dignity if I if I if I turn my attention to that. Now, if you want to know more about that, because I'm out of time, feel free to contact me or or go to the or go to my my step. Uh, study folder at primetimeisnow.com under texas T. because uh, you know what i love this program and i love what it has offered me and and i can't believe you know that's why i don't really do drunkologs because there's just so much to talk about about this recovery and the beauty of it and how how, if I follow these simple directions and read them slowly, do the set-aside prayer, stop doing Texas T Anonymous and try it, try it the AA way, that now I have a quiet mind. Amazing relationship with that higher power. And, and, I'm, and I'm full of love and I don't need to be right, and I don't need to have opinions. I don't need to judge people. And if I do start judging people, I, I notice it because I'm watching my mind. I turn to my higher power and say, look at that. I'm judging someone. Can you help me? Can you remove this? And and what's my fear underneath this judgment? Because there's always a fear underneath these character defects. And I better shut up now so that, um, so that uh, I don't violate the overtime too badly. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Texas T from Berlin and her home group, Primetime. She's available for more downloadable podcasts on primetimeisnow.com. Check her out. Thanks for joining us on Two Sober Chicks. Have a great 24.